Hello and welcome to Meet Our Makers, an artist interview podcast produced in association with Beats Per Minute. I'm your host, Jeremy J. Fassett. On this episode, we get to meet the tallest man on earth. The tallest man on earth is the pseudonym, of course, of one Christian Matson. Hailing from Sweden, Christian has been in the singer-songwriter game for quite a while, uh, sort of setting the indie folk blogosphere on fire with his early set of albums such as The Wild Hunt and Shallow Grave. And now he's back with his new record called Henry Street. In this chat, Christian and I talk a lot about Henry Street, including its various themes, the sort of momentum he had going into it, how the record feels a little different for him from his other work, especially his prior record, I Love You, It's a Fever Dream. We talk about how COVID influenced the writing and recording of this record, how his life is these days back home in Sweden in between tours, his relationship to live performance, and much more. We touch upon his dreamy experience of seeing Joni Mitchell at Newport Folk Festival last year. And then we play a quick little game of what I like to call set list pop quiz. If you have not already joined the Patreon, Meet Our Makers is now on Patreon, so please consider becoming a monthly subscriber. It's cheap, and I will deeply appreciate it. And you can get some fun perks, including right now, the ability to submit questions for Q&A segments for future guests. So go to patreon.com slash meetourmakers and subscribe today. You will have my deep, sincere gratitude. Thank you for listening. This is me, meeting the tallest man on earth. I can. Can you hear me? Oh, I can. Hi, hi Jeremy. How are you doing? I'm uh, sorry. I just... I'm great. How are struggling you? Struggling with Zoom stuff, even though it's three years in. No, <laughs> it's still, it acts up sometimes. Oh, yeah. That's oh, okay. Where where are you in the world? I'm in Connecticut. <clears throat> oh wow. Yeah, right by New York. Are you in uh you're in Sweden yeah. right now? I am. I am. I'm in my house in the countryside in Sweden. I'm glad, I'm glad you have good uh good Wi Fi out there. Yeah, no, I actually have there's there was this thing where we got fiber internet in the village, but a lot of, of the other neighbors had opted out to get it a lot of old people here so it's just like i just got a lot of the jews yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not a lot of people on it so it, yeah you just got extra i guess great. uh yeah so, so, awesome. you're, so you're up there in the in the in the village countryside are you are you with your horses uh I don't, yes i mean they're they are in the next village over it's okay like the the, the 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 first the the term village is a <laughs> is, it's it's a like how i live like next to a you know to the country road and there are these little little formations of houses that we call villages but there's Mm -hmm. like 30 people who live in my little village (laughs) and then you drive five more minutes and there's 30 more people who live over there so right right they're they're yeah they're 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 five minutes away and uh, i just got back home uh like a couple of weeks like two weeks ago from been touring for a long right. time this spring so it's uh, it's pretty magical to be here right now to be honest. yeah and uh when do you when do you head out again 
I actually have a lot of uh, time off oh, okay. in the coming months. I'm doing so. I'm doing some small stuff, like I'm doing a charity gala this weekend and stuff like that. But tour doesn't start until uh, first days of August. Okay. So, but then I do August, September, October, right, and then a couple of weeks off, and then November, December. So, I'm I'm glad I'm gonna I get to enjoy Swedish summer. So, yeah, no, that's nice. Um. So thank you for for agreeing to come on and chat for a little bit. I really appreciate you taking the time. Oh, thank you for wanting to talk with me. Yeah, of course. No, I've been uh I've been listening to your stuff for quite a while. So when this new album came out, I was uh excited to sort of jump at, at requesting to see if you would come on, and and you graciously said yes. So I'm very grateful. No, oh, I'm <clears throat> I'm grateful we can do this now. Also, after after the tour, it's been <laughs> it's been yeah. a long tour, and now my my brain has started to come back. You know, right? Yeah, no, I I think I initially reached out probably when the album was announced or maybe a month out, and um, you know, yeah. your, your people were like, yeah, he's um he's on the move, so so might have to wait a little bit. Um, but I'm glad. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm I glad get, we're getting to do I, this now. Yeah. Yes. Now we're here. It's great. Um, so your new record, uh, Henry Street, it's been out for about a month. Um, yep. You were just touring it. You just said you came back a couple weeks ago um, and you toured pretty extensively. Yeah. Played a lot of dates and your shows, you know, they're not 10 song shows. You play pretty robust shows. So I'm sure it feels good to be home and sort of relaxing for a bit. But um, what does it sort of feel like now? I usually talk to people when the album's almost out, but now you have had it out and and you've toured it. Yeah. So I'm curious how you are feeling now that sort of the dust is settling a little bit. I mean, it was <clears throat> it was pretty it was, it was a little unusual way of doing it, but it was pretty great. So that we so I have I have had a band with me now. Uh it's a we're we're a four piece all together and and they were here in Sweden. There's two Americans and one Swede, apart from me in the band. Mm-hmm. And we were over here prior to the record release, and we were rehearsing the songs. And I had them. I hadn't played them with the band for almost a year when I recorded them a year prior to that. So that was pretty amazing. A feeling like that that they. I mean, the band is amazing and just the excitement was just it was just building so much and then we did so we went over to the states and did started touring over there before the album was out so we got to tour songs that people hadn't heard mm-hmm. and it just felt like i mean of course there will always be people they will share the most for like love is all or something but it just felt that it really held up in a because I mean, we were excited playing them, and it just it was a it was a nice little uh, I don't know what to say. Yeah, nice little testing the songs for real because we knew they hadn't heard them before. And then we went straight to Europe, and the album came out as that tour started, and you could and over here for the first time in my career, like the radio has been playing. <laughs> so it's like it never happened before here in, in I'm talking Sweden, Scandinavia, mm-hmm. uh, and also other places in, in Europe. And just like to see that people, yeah, it, it was in that transition of some people, I know they had, they were excited when a, one of the new songs started. So it was, it was cool. I don't know how to explain it. It just, 
it's <laughs> I can't yeah. say anything like in, intellectual, but it's, it's really cool <laughs> <laughs> just to, to get to play the new songs. And yeah, we did 32 shows all in all. So yeah, that's a and, lot. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it, yeah, it, it was a lot. And you know, touring is crazy <laughs> these days. <laughs> I don't sound like an old man, but like we're, we're all talking about, but, but like you know, inflation and all that like it's, mm-hmm. it's really expensive to to tour all of a sudden so did a couple of more shows than i usually do so it was uh, it was pretty it's pretty packed schedule and pretty wild traveling but i mean it's the thing that i do it's the thing i've been doing for you know my whole adult life and it's the thing that i that i love and that i feel where i feel i can be powerful something you know i've the, the one thing i found where i can you know that I, you know it just really just really suits me to be mm-hmm. to be on a stage play songs so I, I i love every second of it so that is it's just to get to to get to go and do through two shows it's it's really cool but like you say yeah we play 20 20 songs maybe 21 at times so yeah uh times 32 it's and <laughs> i do run around a lot like i I just turned 40 on this tour, but I feel, I feel, I feel like more energized than, you know, than I've ever been. So yeah, that's great though. I, yeah, I came, but I came home. <laughs> I just really <laughs> needed a break after running around that much. So it's yeah. been, we came, we came, came home to Sweden and summer just started here and it's like been 75 degrees every day. And you know, the, all the, all my cherry trees and apple trees are in, mm-hmm. in bloom. It's, no that sounds lovely that's a nice little button on a tour to come home to those blooms and yeah nice weather yeah so i i i caught you um one i've seen you one time i'm trying to remember when it was definitely pre-covid and it was a solo show in, in new haven connecticut um i know you've played more recently and with daughter of swords in new haven and i couldn't make it to that show um but i have my point being that i have not seen you play with a band um yeah i think for a long time there most of your shows were solo shows is that fair to say that is that's fair to say yeah. it's uh, 2015 in 2015 and 16 after dark birds home came out i had a I had a we were a five piece band for for those years, okay. but other than that, since two thousand and six, I've been playing yeah solo, and I played solo after that. So, do you? What do you think you like prefer about playing with the band? Is there anything that you prefer about it? Yes, I prefer. I mean, I you get um, cause I, you know I always you know I hear things in my head all the time when I play. You know I. <laughs> <laughs> you know and you the you know the the that that this is this is both um a positive and negative playing with a band because i you know the the dynamics are just um you you have that you you have the extra you have the, you have the, the low fre- frequency of the bass and you have the drums that i prior to this i only heard in my head and the audience couldn't hear them so it's that you have that but then also like the simple thing the, the pure joy of playing mm. with other people making music with other people and like and, and this time i really since the album was recorded 
live most of it it was like the, the base of it are live takes because the musicians were so fantastic and we had you know there was special times coming out of the coming out of the pandemics we were just um, it was it was just a very electric time to be, and very emotional time and very powerful time when we recorded so then i knew i need to find musicians that i could have that with on stage and i was really lucky that because tj Maiani, who plays drums on the record who's you know such a marvel and beautiful yeah. the drumming is, is incredible can, on this record yeah it's absolutely incredible and it was just jaw dropping in the, in the studio and also like so it made it made me so much better <laughs> i was just mm-hmm. like okay christian you just step up now like <laughs> play your best uh but then he couldn't tour uh so uh, a, a dear friend of mine who plays uh, in my <clears throat> ex-wife's band over here in, in sweden nissa he he could tour he could tour and he is of the same caliber of you know a drummer with a jazz background but also a hard hitter and a very human very beautiful human being so uh for the first time i felt i got the 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 wild the wildness of because when i so i was saying positive negatives about dynamics when i play solo i can i can control the dynamics exactly like i Mm -hmm. want to be like i I can take it down super quiet i could yell loud uh, any any like turn of my you know my little shoes but you can't do that even at the, <laughs> but we were, we were we were getting there towards the end of touring we were so like locked in and especially me and Nisa the drummer just having <clears throat> a drummer following you know a guitar and banjo finger picking dude as a jazz drummer would do Mm-hmm. just like being locked into the the instrument that I was playing was something that I hadn't really experienced before and that could you know that it would lead to a lot of you know playfulness on on stage and just uh, where you could you know you can you could um, so the, the the shows could follow more the the mood of the room than just like the the pre-planned show you know. mm. so did you you said you 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 got a chance to play these songs before the album came out were they at all ever played before you even recorded them like are some of them that old no no okay. they all all these songs were uh they were a part of like 20 pretty rough demos that i had mm. walking into the to the recording week or I think we recorded for was it two weeks was it 14 days no it was 11 days it was 14 we ended up recording 14 songs in 11 Mm -hmm. days and so they were I'm very good at throwing away things uh (laughs) ideas and like if I work on them for too long they'll be but they're you know they're my little voice memo abyss and Mm -hmm. uh some demos that i do but for, it just felt just felt like a very special time so i just i just didn't come with old things no they were they they had never like the every little heart uh that's on the, the album with tj mounties 
a pretty wild drum beat and mm-hmm. super weird kick drum pattern that's just so beautiful i had not heard that in my head when i you know i came up with that i came up with that that riff those riffs and that song on the on the day that i knew because i've been i moved back from i used to live in brooklyn and but i had a, i had my house in sweden during those five years i was living over there and i moved uh in the let's was it may june of 2020 maybe like 10 weeks or something into the pandemic i moved back home to sweden mm. i needed to be closer to you know help my old parents and stuff like that and i was kind of locked out of i not kind of i was locked out of america for until the end of 2021 yeah which was was tough i i I didn't decide to move i decided i needed to go home for a little bit and then that turned into moving because i didn't go back but i wrote that that riff of every little heart on the day when i knew i could come i was gonna fly the next day that's just what i got i got my visa in my passport and i got a ticket for the next day to go to america and i just sat down by my kitchen table and just wrote every little heart Hmm. and that was like the the start of of the of the album the writing for the album and then but I, ha- I i heard some other drums in my head and then we just but i on purpose i just didn't tell musicians <laughs> on like i didn't uh, what they should play i didn't i i knew i'd gathered these people that I mean, <clears throat> many of them i've known for many years like phil cook and uh, nick sanborn mm-hmm. uh, i knew how like the i what how beautiful musicians and like uh, humans they are so i just wanted to hear what you know what they came up with like what they would react like and <laughs> tj just shot that beat back to me and i started playing and it was i could never had dreamt that up by myself so that's yeah. kind of how it worked there was um it's a lot of uh, a lot of credit to all the musicians why the why the album sounds like it does now and did you always know you wanted this record to be pretty instrumentally robust? I mean, especially coming after Fever Dream, which was relatively spare. Um, <clears throat> this kind of is, in some ways, like your biggest sounding album. Yeah. Um, did you always want to have like more players than usual on these specific songs? Uh, yes, there's many. There's a lot of that goes into that. I. You know, I was longing, longing for, you know, just being with people. Mm. I had spent a lot of time here on this little farm by myself. To just, it, it was just like a lot of, a lot of waking ups to do over here. And because in the past, I think a lot, a lot, a lot of the reasons why I have done so much DIY stuff, and of course, I love to nerd out with tape recorders and being in my little studio over here but a lot of i i realized that a lot of a lot of the diy was just out of a bad you know bad self-esteem of just like not daring to not 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 having confidence in my own uh, musicianship or my songwriting that if i would think that I would, I would i would get these thoughts i was just like maybe i should ask these people to to play with me on this album or maybe i should go to that studio but then you know the, that little bugger in your head is just like no maybe it's not so then i would just like 
all right, I just do it myself. Then, then there's no, I wouldn't have to challenge myself, that little coward ego inside. It's like, no, then you don't have to just do it yourself. Then, then you're safe. And then I, during the, I was like, why, why am I doing this? Because I, I know these people, a lot of them probably want to try to play with me. And these songs are can be pretty good. So I just like, I, for the first time I just dared to do it. And, I, I knew I knew that I, I knew that it would be great. I knew that it would be great like then that because we've we had all been longing to play with other you know musicians play music together and just be with people together. So this is what it needs from the from the first you know when I started to think about making an album like this needs to be a band album and and the <laughs> so that's a response to like the you know the pretty the pretty stupid irony of uh i love you it's a fever dream you know, i'm happy with that I'm, I'm happy with that album it had its purpose for uh it's it's exactly what it should be but it was so so silly like now you think about it of course you couldn't know about the future but it was like in the end of 2018 i think mm -hmm. i recorded it and i was living in brooklyn i just made this like i'm not gonna go to either sweden or where I have a studio or to a real studio. I'm just going to have put up all these rules. Like I only have this limited amount of gear in my apartment. And it's like, I'm not going to see anyone. I'm going to isolate. I'm not going to see anyone for a month. And I'm going to write and record a record in a month and not hang out with anyone. And that's what I, that's what I did. And just like, so I wanted to do the opposite now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I was like, I can't, that just so. It, it, really, it really sounds like a guy who was in this apartment and that's, you know, I believe that albums are just, they're really good, you know, little snapshots of where you are. Yeah. Points, but I'm really, I'm really happy how everything worked out and, you know, that I could also, I could go back to the States and I, I didn't have my apartment anymore in, in Brooklyn, but I went there, could see all my friends and, and hang out and then i went and set up camp in north carolina uh outside of carver where you know there's a lot of a lot of musician mm -hmm. friends who live down there and it was a very very grateful for that time yeah yeah north carolina that whole area carborough Asheville, durham is really like a hub these days for yeah independent art independent music i mean i know you recorded with nick sanborn you know the whole yeah. Sylvan, the sylvanesso family's down there mountain man's down there and jim lee's down there so many good people are there now um yeah what was it like sort of taking these songs down to north carolina because there is kind of a country bent to a lot of what you do but it does i feel like it's pretty pronounced on this record it's not necessarily a country album i mean not that that'd be a bad thing but do you think that working with these people with Nick in North Carolina, do you think that had any influence on, on the, the sort of palette of this record? It's a good question. It's a really good question because you know, the, <clears throat> yeah, so we're in the, we're in the South, but then, you know, there's a lot of Wisconsinites who, you know, who moved <laughs> to like the Cook brothers and Nick and, you know, I mean, Justin Vernon lived there for a while back in and isn't, the day. Isn't Amelia from and, Vermont? Like no one's really from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's I mean, there, I mean, there. I think 
I think TJ is originally from from North Carolina, but then he's lived in New York for many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I so you know, there's a I've never I mean, all those people are from like there's they've been on such great records and different sounding kind of records, you know, from you know, Sylvanessa Squitchiness to Megaphone that you know mm-hmm. the Cook Brothers used to used to be in and and Mountain Man that you know with a million. So yeah, I never really thought about that of country country music, but then you know I always had a. I mean, I I, I sing about it on the song Major League mm-hmm. because I when I was a kid over here in Sweden I. You know, I was just watching American movies and listening to American music, and uh, the the major league movies came out. The chart-lived baseball comedies that just made me think that I was watching movies from from like New York and L.A. and Cleveland. And in my movie, I just thought <laughs> Cleveland was just had the same stature as New York. It was like <laughs> with that. So I, 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 I think I always had a longing for, for America and, and and American music, and maybe it's like with with this album that I just I'm not, you know, I I don't, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not cool anyway, and like what I'm doing, I'm a, you know a white dude playing the guitar, so it's like. A, I could just do whatever I want and just like be passionate about all the things I want to be passionate about. So mm-hmm. maybe, but yes, maybe it's more now. Like if I would have gathered some musicians here in in Sweden in a, st- a studio in Stockholm, and like there's people that are really great at playing country music here, but you know, maybe it just came out easier. Like with, with among people where it's been a natural part of you know upbringing where it's been on the radio and it's been you could actually go and <clears throat> watch country music and hear country music where it's not a part of a you know a gimmicky american country show here in sweden you know yeah so yeah i think it really it's uh it it's me you know because i because i went to i started touring in america in 2008 and I've been there so much since and, and lived there for for five years and you just you know I, I started touring in 2008 just on like the at the end of just when Obama got in power and like here over in Europe you know because we, so we came from Bush mm-hmm. and then here over in Europe you know we, we there's there's been this you know the there hasn't been any uh what do you say? Um, any layers to how it's like? It was like around the Bush years, it was really easy to make. Like Europeans made fun of Americans, mm-hmm. just like because he was. And then you know, I lived there when during during Trump, and just like oh, so it's just this snobbery from from Europe of just like oh, look at America. Like I started touring there, and just like I saw one. It's it's a continent. It's, it's like here. It's it's like in Sweden, there are ten million people. In, right. a, in a country that could hold millions and millions more it's like there's so it's it's easier it's easier to have a, a functioning healthcare system i'm not saying that 
I don't want to, I, I do want it to change in America, but it's like, it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of easy to gloat from, gloat from over here when it's just like, it's such a small population and obviously controlled. So I was just <sighs> traveling so much in America and meeting so many people and experienced like the, the, the amazing live music culture that we didn't have over here to the same like here was more towards the the weekends where you could where you could play a show because mm -hmm. people need people need to drink uh, a lot <laughs> like when you play small shows in the beginning so you can play like a small town on a wednesday because no one could do that because then they couldn't go to work the next day <laughs> so i i so i can't and it's just like it was it was really it was really important for me as to, to become a, to become a person, to become a, a person with confidence, you know, the, that could, I, that could feel that I could, I could actually do something in this world. I can try to, you know, take the anxieties I have and all that and turn into something positive music. Mm -hmm. And it, over in America, I could play, I've met many people, you know, other musicians. So, but maybe it's not until now with this album where I just like fully could just like, uh, draw from my you know my experiences of or of living in america and being friends with these people for a long time so yeah just mm -hmm. let the let the country out i guess goodbye is the is the most most countryish song on that one. yeah um and yeah i mean it, it is sort of a, a sort of lovely thing hearing you talk about how this record almost feels like this communion especially coming after three or so years of a lot of isolation for a lot of people. Um, so it kind of makes sense then that this record ends up being a little bit fuller and has more people on it and, and kind of represents that, that coming back together and being able to see people again. I mean, you played live. I mean, there are so many records made over COVID, but they weren't made live most of the time. So no. that's, you know, that's really lovely that you have this document now of, of people at the tail end of COVID getting together in a room and playing music together. Yeah. All at this, I'm not, I, I can only speak for myself, but I felt that with a lot of other people where I always try to be, you know, grateful that I get, that I get to do this and that I have a, I have a mind and a body that is fitting for touring <laughs> that could, that could do, that could do that. Uh, it works for, but maybe, no, not maybe way more. Now you came, came to this, like, Oh my God, have I, have I been taking this for granted? Like this thing that I've been doing my whole life. And mm. am I not taking, uh, I mean, like the opportunities that come up and like, or the opportunity with opportunities. I don't, I mean like the, the beautiful moments you can have with it, with an, with another person and like the thing, the, the things you can create and that it's like, like in this, like in the studio for the, you know, was not, was not nervous at all about like if anyone's going to like this music or if where my career is going or like, I would say for like, honestly like for the first time because i i've said that in the past like i don't care i've always cared you know you're always a little nervous like if i was nervous because i you know <clears throat> i grew up i didn't have you know i i don't i don't come i'm not from not from money and i had a lot of a lot of shitty jobs that you know 
that I could have ended up doing, but I got to do, I got to do this instead. So I think at one point uh, after, you know, my career started to go, you know, better and better. And it was very, it's very comfortable and having this, this life. And then in the studio, it would, it would sneak in. Like, am I risking, am I risking this amazing life that I'm having with doing this? But so I've always had that, but now for the first time, I just felt that is just a waste of waste of energy and time. Like because you know, look at Phil Cook over there, look at him over the piano. Yeah. <laughs> like what is he playing right now? Like laugh and smile, and it's just like you know, feel it for real, and just like be here in the moment. And I think we all really were. Yeah. So one last question about the record. Um, yeah. I'm especially drawn to the title track. You do tend, I think, to have, you know, maybe not every single album now that I'm talking about this, but you often will have like one or two sort of piano ballads worked into your albums. Um, but this one, so Phil Cook played the piano on this track. Is that correct? That's correct. On the Henry Street track. Um, was it, yes. was the creation of the song a collaboration between you guys? Or, or, or I guess what's the sort of, story behind the song and i'm also curious of course how it was chosen as the title track well i have to say that it became a collaboration because of this this one detail because i i i had the i had the song written and i like i played the piano myself everything except the outro what i had I played and I played it similar. I would just like hopefully say similar to something that Phil played later, but just way chunkier and not with the tone and the, the finesse that I, I not even close. It was just it, it would it would have carried the song. It would carry the song. And uh, I was like I, I knew like the, this needs to be a solo. A piano song like because it's such a it was <clears throat> to me it's like it's almost like it's, it's a low point of the album in in hope because i feel the whole album is i you know it's abstract and that but to me the whole feeling of the album and and the songs were this is like the that you know because you know, it's world is super dark. <laughs> and there's just there's so so many things like that we've mm-hmm. forgotten about. Like, during, like there's been a pandemic of all the injustices and like going on and on. But like, there's I made this album about like that that weird thing. Like, why? But we still it's so easy to give up. It's 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 so easy to give up and become cynical and just like you know become a you know internet hater or something <laughs> but you it's that is so but but somehow you know we fall in love and we laugh with friends even though there's all these things going on around us and there's this i feel i mean this from what i from my own experience like i i felt like during the during the pandemic i couldn't I couldn't even, I couldn't, I couldn't make, I stopped, I stopped playing music, stopped writing music. It was just too depressing. Mm. So, but then there's something that doesn't give, like that little stubborn, curious 
thing in you that, you know, like even though the outlooks are really bad, like there's, there, there's, there, this, there must be a possible way out of this. And that's what I felt every song is about in a way on the album. But Henry Street is the one where it's just about, like when you come to the point, like, like, damn, should I just give up? Like, mm. this is, it's too hard. It's, it's too hard. And I didn't realize this until, until, until after, but that song didn't have like a, but what if like that thing, like a lot of the other songs, like, but, but like that, but like, it's, it's really hard, but it didn't have that. It's just like, it's, it's just a, you know, it's just a cry wank about and like, this is really, this is everything. It's just so hard. So you go, but then I was in the studio and I'm like, why should I, like, like Phil is here. Like, oh, it was, it was, the, it was on the first day Phil was there. <laughs> and I was like, of course I shouldn't play. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> why am I here at the <laughs> piano? And I just called Phil like, hey, can we do this? And I, 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 I mean, I will remember this, you know, forever when he's like, he, I'm playing the song and he's just like leaning over me. And, you know, I known Phil for, for, <laughs> for a long time. We toured together and it's just like him just like humming and like reaching over me and playing at the same time. Like, like, okay, 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 great. And, then, and he and he sits down by himself and he gets to, you know, play it and he adds all the transition chords and all the beautiful stuff. Hmm. And then we start to record. You know, I'm over in the in the vocal booth, so we're isolated. And then we just look at each other through the glass, and we play. He starts to play, and we play, and then he just riffs that thing, the outro in the end, where it's just like it's uh, it's like Charlie Brown's Christmas and <laughs> Mozart and jazz at the same time, and that becomes the I made a music video to that song later where I just like, I pretend to be drunk and uh, just walk around in Amsterdam. But then I start to dance in, in traffic in the middle of the night doing that. And that outro is the, is that little notion of, but what if like, but, but there is still some hope. And that is, that is expressed instrumental in that song by Phil Cook. So it is a collaboration to make that because the song wouldn't, it wouldn't have been that, it wouldn't have been far from, from that good without, without mm. Phil doing that. So, and then I had to, like for a whole year, I practiced piano to be able to do that, to, to, to play, to play like Phil. I'm still, not i just i don't have this touch but i can i can play the notes now you know i can i can play the outro and all that and thanks to that and this is you know why i think this it's such a you know it's such a cool cool life to live and i'm so grateful for it because just because i had to it was so so much more advanced than my clunky playing but i just had to learn that so i just played hours and hours and hours and mm. i think i have a, a very forgiving i'm forgiving she like my 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 partner my girlfriend she have heard this song a lot over <laughs> the, the the last year but it's it's in my hands now and because i had to do that i could i got to look into phil cook's brain a little i got a mm -hmm. sneak peek like 
what like his the the chords the, the chords and the 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 ways he go like why did he choose to do that i and from that i become a way better piano player i can play the piano way better now like playing other songs just mm-hmm. because i i got that got that lesson from phil cook so that is a it's a pretty encouraging thing as a you know a four-year-old that you know you could, <laughs> there's still like a, a amazing stones to be turned you know so you find now that you can play like uh like there's no leaving now better yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I haven't played. I put that to rest, though. But like with, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm writing writing new songs, and and I could, you know, I could, uh, I sit down, I do, you know, versions of my my own songs, and do a little Im- improv here on, on shows once in a while. Mm-hmm. I had this, I had this. Um, I usually don't care much about reviews anymore. That's another thing where growing up is great but here in sweden i did a double uh, two nights in in gothenburg and got the weirdest review and i hadn't read it unless my mother had just like texted me in the morning and sent the article sent the review and it's like but what does he mean is it good <laughs> or is it bad like what can you explain and just like oh my god and um this uh it's the climate for music journalism in Sweden is, uh, it's, 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 it's special. There's a lot of, there's a lot of dudes that mm-hmm. kind of want to take everything down and make, they're, they're kind of like 10 years behind. They're kind of like a, a mean pitchfork from 10 years ago. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't, but in, in all the way he was explaining how, how great, I was and how the band was and how professional we were and how like we could play effortlessly and I could have it sing and but I made the wrong choice of coming to Gothenburg the working class town and just like be proud of it that I just like didn't uh I just didn't I I I I, I was too it was too a, of an extravagant of a show I was too expressed too like that, mm. that's a very we have this like in in the Swedish psyche you're not supposed to be better than anyone else right. everyone's should be on that you're not supposed to stand out but he the the the, the headline was like it's like the 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 robbie williams of troubadours <laughs> was the headline so then okay. i just like on the on the set on, on the second night i could just sit down by the piano i was gonna play the piano and all of a sudden i could play like angels with robbie williams i played a little of that and I couldn't have just riffed on that if it weren't for Phil Cook playing Henry Street. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm ranting, I know. No, that's fine. This show's about ranting. It's fine. <laughs> um, all right. So to switch gears now in yes. our in our home stretch. Um so last summer I I'm just gonna tell you a really tragic story story of mine. Uh last summer okay. I had the oh, good fortune for the first time ever to get to the Newport Folk Festival. Um, And I was there for two days. And Sunday was not one of those days. And uh, I came home Sunday morning. And I got home and I was just living my life, blah, blah, blah. And then Monday morning, I woke up and saw the headlines that 
I had missed Joni Mitchell. Yeah. And uh, I saw you there. I know you were around. I was far yeah. too. I was far too bashful to say hi. <laughs> um, I would now. I would now. Um, yeah, I won't, I won't bite. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, but did you? Did you get to see her? I did. I did. How was that? Uh, <laughs> well, I was kind of just was crying a lot yeah yeah there's something i had never thought that i would be that i would be that i would get to 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 see in my life and Mm -hmm. i remember it was me and my uh, the artist court marie court marie andrews is a Mm -hmm. friend and Mm -hmm. the artist joanna samuels is a friend we were and Courtney's boyfriend. We were just like four people, and just like we couldn't really see from where we were standing on the, you know, side stage. Mm-hmm. It was just like so. We just like what? What are like what's? What are we doing here? Like, so we just went out into the crowd and just like try to find places to see it, and just like, uh, and just found ourselves in like trying to get diff- better spots. But then, then we just like we just started crying because this here's the thing that they had all been talking about how how Joni can't sing anymore and like right right how and she's gonna get help and uh, um why am I losing her name now B um, Brandy Carlisle that yeah Brandy Carlisle like she's gonna help her to sing and and. All that, and then so Joni stuck saying a little on some songs, and then she started singing more and more, and you could hear that like, she could definitely sing, and like both sides now, and I just like I'm just crying, <laughs> just like this, and just like we we didn't Courtney had played the festival too, we just didn't care about if people saw us or yeah, it was just such a magical moment, and like I'm. I mean, God bless her, but like we were just like, he's like, Brandy, just shut up, shut up, let her sing. Like, <laughs> like, like, there's just so much going on that stage, and like, just like let let Joni sing, and like, and then she didn't not just sing; she played an instrumental on her, yeah, on her Parker Parker Fly electric guitar, and just like very nimble playing. We were just like all these things we've heard in the last in the couple of days. Like Joni might come, and she can't play. My, it was. It was, it was, uh, yeah, it was really, really magical, I have to say. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm, uh, I was yeah. very sad. I was very sad to hear that I missed it, but obviously I was ecstatic that it happened. It was definitely something that I think most of us were led to believe would never happen again. Um, yeah. You know, and I know I know that she had been doing those, those Joni jams with some of her friends and with Brandy, but like those were, you know, relatively private affairs. And I don't think anyone. Yeah knew that was ever going to happen again so i'm very happy that that she was able to do it and i mean from what i've heard and seen of it um it, it sounded great yeah that was a, because that's what that was the big because we since you know we all heard the rumors being at newport like mm-hmm. that, that it was like but it, it's 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 like all the rumor things every year Right. thing and then they of course they, they they do they do happen and then but like to have that the but she you know she will just sing a little and it will you know but then 
so that was what we were expecting. And then just like to hear, or actually, uh, yeah, I don't know how to, yeah. <laughs> it's still, it's hard. Um, I remember once on one of your uh, like live stream things that you did a few times during COVID, uh, yeah. I think you sang a cover of Both Sides Now and you called it the best song ever written. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to ask you if you stand by that, but I am going to ask you what what do you think it is about that song that makes it so special to you and to so many others? Yeah, I mean, I I, I say that about a lot of songs all the time, <laughs> you know, because when when, when, when something hits, <laughs> yeah, like, no, for sure. But I do, but but I kind of want to stand behind that. Couldn't it, it could, could probably be, you know, you can't. It, yeah, it is. It, I, it is a perfect I, song. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I guess it's just how it's, it's how it just it's really it's really hard to be a human, and we try. You know, <laughs> it goes through like the, you know, the, you know, love and life, and uh, also as a, you know, as a musician and performer, it's that thing about the circus, and like you know that's pretty easy to to connect to it in the, mm-hmm. in the lyrics but it's i mean it, it's it's so perfectly like written and like how she and i i i'm a i'm an advocate for the for the late version with the strings oh yeah no it's so, uh, me too yeah. that's so beautiful because it's just like she you know there she actually lived mm-hmm. a lot and just this, just the delivery, just the delivery of just like, I really don't know life. It's just, it's just yeah. And yeah. then, and then uh, the soprano sax solo in the end. Mm. It's pretty. I'm glad I'm not the only magical. one who who has a soft spot for that version. <laughs> no, it's. I mean, why? It's. Uh, yeah, I. I, I, I I'm, I'm 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 glad you you have that one. <laughs> it's kind of like when Kate Bush yeah. did that album where she made new versions of her old songs and she like fully fully revamped this woman's work. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, but yeah. this is this is like kind of better now. Like somehow she made it so much different and 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 better in some ways because there's that there's that lived inness that lived in quality that I think you can just hear. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I am, I am definitely no Kate Bush or Joni Mitchell, <laughs> though they've been such big parts of you know my my life. But that the thing that that I do on that I get to do on live shows all the time because I'm not I'm not 23 like when I wrote um, you know some of my first songs and. I can I can update them all the time, mm-hmm. like live because and and there's there's a lot of songs to me that doesn't start to make sense to me until now. Mm. I'm just like because it's very and it's natural. You're confused in your early twenties and just like I'm just writing all these songs, but I have always because like they're 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 they're. They're everyone. Like when you're making recording, that's everyone. So you, you do it, but but then playing it, it's just like it's it's just my songs. I can just do whatever I. But I, I guess I do that with other people's songs too. <laughs> so, but just like it's all about like 
to, to find the place where you could do the best delivery of like of actual, you know, actual emotions and just like not, yeah, just not being a tape recorder, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to play a quick game, little game before we leave. Um, yeah, right. And actually ties in quite well with what you're just talking about. Um, are you are you aware of the website Setlist FM? I am not. So basically, it's like really nerdy fans like myself and many others will like record down the set list of every show that someone plays. So God, if you them. came, yeah. So if you came to New Haven and I felt like you know nerding out, I would I would jot down on my phone like you know okay this is the song these are the order and then later that night or the next morning I'd go plug it in. Um, so I looked up. I don't know. It doesn't get every single show because obviously there are shows people don't record, but it gets a lot of them. Yeah. So I looked up oh. what your top five most performed ever <laughs> songs are. And yeah. I'm curious, I'm curious if you can get them all. I, I I'm kind of confident you can. Uh, so, okay. Love is all. Let's yes, on that's on there. Yep. That's number two. Uh, the dreamer. <laughs> yep, that's number five. King of Spain. That's number three. You have one and four. Uh, uh, the Gardener. That's number one. There you go. <laughs> okay. But then I have to think about years. Uh, oh my God, I'm going to get this one wrong. But could it be a song that I don't play anymore? I won't be found. No, it's not that. <laughs> I won't be found okay. is number nine. I'll give you. I'll give you one more guess, and then I'll just okay. tell you. Songs <laughs> uh, do I have? I could give you a really, song. really, really obvious hint if you need it. I really need it. It's a title track. Oh, the Wild Hunt. There you go. <laughs> no. Oh, it was it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, according according to last played... F, according to setlist FM, you have played the Wild Hunt 204 times. That that has to be low, oh, but wow. that's what they say. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I that song I I guess uh when after it came out and for a couple of years I played that as it how it's recorded on the album, but I just made so many different versions of that song. So I <laughs> It didn't, it didn't <laughs> pop up in my head because I feel like they're like almost like different songs. Like on on these this tour, I just I open the show with it, but I play it oh. on like on ma on mandolin on this little like oh. loopy uh, pattern, like picking on Wild Hunt, and then bam, that went into Sagaris from Dark Bird is Home with the full band kicking in, so playing on oh. mandolin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a fun game. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm always curious about. I'm an, I'm sort of a nerd about like stat, like music stats like that. So, for what it's worth, you've played Sagres 93 times. Okay, <laughs> according to this website, anyway. Well, we have All to right. believe it. Set, yeah, set, I know set, the set, internet set says it. <laughs> um, thank you very much, Christian, for this hour of your time. I. Uh, I had fun talking to you, and I'm, I'm very grateful that you agreed to come hang out for a bit. Jeremy, I'm really grateful you wanted you know, to have me on. Thank you so much. This was great. Yeah, of course. Thank you. <laughs>